They are currently not on my deletion list because they do have magic within them. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 28. My name is Tom Van Zant. I'm your host, and with me are my magical and my metal co-hosts, Mr. 110% himself, D-Rock, Derek Mitris. This thing fucking on. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And we have the man who brings the money, Mr. J. Money. Senior Bo, D-Rock. I knew you'd come. Hell to the yeah. What's going on, boys? Uh, Still recovering from being so drunk on last week's podcast. Holy shit, I'm surprised you've sobered up. (laughs) I have. A lot of Gatorade. Well, I got a good buzz going on myself because I am currently on vacation. Awesome. Yes, sir, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, sir, you were a big hit in those two-part. We had a two-parter last week, episode 27.1 and 27.2, because there was so much fucking audio recorded. Two hours and 43 minutes. I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. We got to start putting a timer on and stick to it, man. When it hits an hour, hour and fifteen, we got to kill it because that is well, just nuts. I mean, the first half hour was you guys waiting for me to drive home. Truth. So, but it, luckily we were recording all that because if not, we would have missed out on the meltdown of the decade. <laughs> poor Doctor Bill. Are you guys speaking no, together not yet? Poor Doctor. Poor me. Okay. Yeah. Poor you. Are you speaking yet? You and Doctor Bill. Hmm. Uh, not really. Have you reconciled your differences? <laughs> no. Oh, man. That's... It got a little worse the next day. No shit? Yeah. I went to go in my car, and he left the dome light on. Oh, no. Was your battery dead? No, luckily it wasn't, and that's probably because the car is so new. Oh, boy. Or because it was. if it was wintertime, it would have been. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. So then I'm, uh, you know, I get in my car, and I drive. I get to the stop sign. You know, I hit my brakes. Guess what rolls out from underneath the passenger side seat? Oh, no. Not a drink. Yes. Oh. An open, open bottle of ginger ale. Oh, shit. Now, Derek knows me. I keep my car as immaculate clean as can be, Tom. I clean it every day. So out rolls this fucking open bottle of ginger ale spilled out onto my floor. Oh, no. Luckily, I got the uh, like the WeatherTech mats with this car. I didn't. I don't have the carpet ones. Oh, good. So I was able to just take it out and rinse it off. But oh my god, I texted Bill that day, and I'm like, "You're killing me, dude. You are killing me." <laughs> this friendship needs to start paying dividends. <laughs> Did he ask for his five cents back for the deposit on the can? <laughs> no, I threw it at his car next time I saw him. I literally <laughs> no, whipped it at his car. No, you didn't. No, because I haven't seen him since then. (laughs) (laughs) But you plan to throw it at his car. (laughs) Right at his head. Oh, man. Oh, Dr. Bill. You have one job, and it's to be there for Jay Money and be his sidekick. And you just keep failing him. What's going on? 
And who else going to go see shitty Transformer movies with? <laughs> yeah, your review went over well. Actually, got a lot of good feedback on the that two parter last week. So good. You're I'm glad uh, I can always help. I'll have to listen to it. You're drunk. Yeah, you haven't listened yet. No, I, I hung up. So. That's right, you did. You jetted without even saying goodbye. Next time, at least say goodbye, would you? I was I was falling asleep. I understand. All it takes is a simple, hey, I got to go to bed. Good night. You know? I couldn't. I think I fall asleep with my head, headset on. <laughs> hey, I feel, I was falling asleep. Well, that's because... You did fall asleep, and then you came back alive. Well, you, you, uh, you I didn't... I don't think I was alive. I was going to say, you fell asleep with vodka in your mouth. You, you Yeah. A bottle of vodka, maybe, you fell asleep with, but you definitely... <laughs> You were on fire at the end of that episode. I couldn't even understand half of what you were saying. Even going through and editing it, I'm like, what does he mean? What is he talking about? <laughs> trying to piece it together. Oh, I know. I, I do, know. I do feel vindicated, though, that you did say $1 million and not $1 billion. Yeah, that went over great. <laughs> I told Everyone you. Everyone really enjoyed that. Don't ever question me. I have everything on lockdown. I know it all. I have it all. Yeah, while we're recapping last week's episode, Tom, I'm going to have to uh, owe you an apology. How's that? Because I should have listened to you when it came to the uh, the nachos and the and the cheese. Yeah, that didn't go through you well, did it? No. Oof. The next day was, I was, good thing I had the next day off because it was ugly. <laughs> so, did you have needless to, to say. Did you have to call a plumber? <laughs> was it that bad? It wasn't that bad, but it, it was like a full you, body did you, cleanse. Did you have to call did you have to call the Pope to issue last rites? Uh, I might have had to call the Pope, but it was ugly, and uh, I should have listened, should have heeded your advice and not got the nacho cheese at the movies. Jay Money, don't you know you cannot trust the devil's cheese? I bless your colon. You will be fine. <laughs> I'm surprised I have a colon after that. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Oh well, way to way to right. way to kick off this episode. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Now that we've lost listeners, how about a little social media presence before we get into what we've been up to this past week? Sure, Tom. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com not backslash not podcast one. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Not Podcast One. We are on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube. We are on the nerdpodcastmafia.com. And as always, we're on podknife.com. Leave us a five-star review. We actually have a couple of new reviews, Tom. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to check those out. I got them up right here if you want me to tell you real quick. All right. Cool. Well, hold on. First, I have to do something. You are so money, and you don't even know it. Okay, go ahead. Some guy named what what 6969 left us a review. It said, I really enjoy this podcast. Tom took a shit situation with his departure of his previous show to make a new one with his friends Jay Money and Derek. These guys just want to have fun while talking about stuff they like. I will give it a Dave Meltzer six-star rating. And if you don't know who that is, it's like a famous wrestling journalist. Nice. So it's someone who is a wrestling fan. Cool. And then we got another one by a guy named White Panda. (laughs) <laughs> okay says an easy fun and great podcast to listen to tom j money and d rock spell r-o-c 
are a bunch of personable idiots that you just can't stop listening to. Every week they talk everything nerdy from movies to comic books to toy collecting. They even dive deep into their lives and share funny personal stories. Overall, these guys are very down-to-earth and fun to listen to. Part of the famed nerd podcast mafia. Sweet. So those are a couple we got. Those are pretty good, pretty positive reviews. Awesome. Well, thank you, White Panda. And, and what what sixty nine sixty nine what what sixty nine <laughs> we appre- we appreciate those reviews. Yep, and actually the white panda he had uh, he had the uh, title of it said three guys talk everything nerd arguments and debauchery. Oh, there's lots of debauchery. He hasn't. This guy has no clue. He hasn't even. <laughs> we haven't even begun the debauchery. <laughs> no, the stuff we have to edit out. Oof, man. We we don't want to incriminate ourselves publicly. <laughs> we, no. <laughs> suffice to say, if you're if you know us personally, you know not only what we're capable of of what what we've done in the past, and we apologize profusely for all of it. But we're not going to change. So sorry, not sorry. So what'd you do this past week, D Rock? I know you worked a fucking ton. You didn't even get any toy collecting in last week, did you? Yeah, I did. I went to Florida. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Tell us about that. I'm sorry. It was fabulous. Went down for Carly's dad's wedding. Wait, who on the beach? Whose dad was it? Carly's. Oh. Every time you say her name, I'm putting that ooh drop in, just so you know. <laughs> and we went parasailing, and we got some good food, and hung out on the beach. Got some sun. Did you hit any Toys R Uses? Uh, I did not, because that's really all we care about. I hit one of the best comic book stores I've ever been to in my life. No shit. What was that? Uh, Emerald City Comics. I have heard of Emerald City Comics. Yep, it had really good reviews online, and there was a few other stores close by within Uber driving distance, but I went a little bit out of my way to go to this one, and it was about a 25-minute ride from the hotel by myself, but it was totally worth it. Awesome. What'd you see and what'd you get? They had everything you could think of from comics, back issues, statues, toys, mini mates, action figures, Funko Pops, like anything, everything collectively you could think of. Legos? Legos, yep. Mm. They had a lot of big, expensive, retired sets way up top, like the Jawa Sandcrawler and the Monster Legos, Dracula Castle, like nice sets like that. That's awesome. Uh, everything was organized, clean, and in order, unlike other stores we've been to as of late. <laughs> I got a couple of I got a couple back issues, a couple of new issues. They had like a four foot section of mini mates, which I don't think I've ever seen in my life. What? People yeah. in Florida collect mini mates? I thought you and I were the only two people that collected mini mates. And Jay Money I when know. he wants to buy them and sell them on eBay, so I can't get them. Scalper. Scalper. Yeah, they Sell had glow in the dark Snagopus. What? Pop figure. Yeah. Heavens to Murgatroyd, Derek. I'm always glowing. <laughs> Did you get that figure? No, I, I have that. Oh, you got to take a picture of it glowing in the dark. Well, the funny thing is, the Chase figure that I have doesn't have that glow in the dark sticker on it, but it says the Chase has a Chase sticker on it. Is there a Chase to the Chase figure? I don't know. Oh my god! Whoa! The the best part about that Snagopus they had there, it said Snagopus twenty bucks limited edition chase damaged box. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I've seen those before. 
they're you, actually not that rare. Did you tell the guy all he had to do was contact Funko and they'd mail him a, a new box to rebox yeah. it? <laughs> That's but they ridiculous. had all like nice graded comics behind the counter up on the wall, like non graded like key issues up on the wall, like you know, first appearance Wolverine, cool issues like that. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, awesome wonderful land of nerdiness. I bet you the store had uh, some serious inventory, huh? Oh yeah, like it looked like a small BJ's wholesale club when you walked into it. But the for ceilings nerds. were tall, like back issue lawn boxes were like stacked high. I'm like, oh wow. my god. Was it bigger than Sarge's comics down in Connecticut? USA Earth Milky Way? It was pretty similar in size, actually. Really? D- different setup and Sarge's is like dirty and a little bit more unorganized. I fucking love Sarge's though. I yeah, do love too. Sarge's. Sarge's is the gold standard in comic book shops, as far as I'm concerned. In terms of being clean? No, in terms of how it just looks. When you walk in, you're like, literally, there is something everywhere you look. They they utilize every inch of that fucking store. Oh, no, that's what this It is packed this was. with all kinds of goodies and all kinds of terrible things and it's just wonderful it is a wonderful environment you could spend an entire day in sarge's and probably still not see everything oh i could have spent two days in this place just mm-hmm. looking at back issues alone along all the other stuff they had old cool toys and everything was like nicely organized too. like kids section in one area they had some vintage uh, arcade machines they had original gauntlet arcade machine and original marvel capcom oh that's fucking awesome it's a player it's for sale to play Oh, that's so cool. This place is awesome. Where was it? What what part of Florida was that? That was in St. Petersburg, I believe. Nice. Because we were on the Gulf Coast, and it was like a 25-minute ride. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was was bomb. I can't wait to go back there again. Yeah, that's very cool. And we're glad that you made it back safely. I did. I did. And Carly got a, a tattoo of my name on her body. Wait, who did this? Carly. Oh. That's what that was? Yep. It's uh, D-Rock's name on her forearm. Did she actually get the name D-Rock? Because that would rule. <laughs> no, she got Derek. Oh, I know. What would have been really cool is if well, she Well, it's got... in Morse code, so she, you could you could say it's in, it says D-Rock. <laughs> it would be cool if she got Mr. 110%. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Wow, that's love right there. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that deserves a ring, don't you think? Yeah, the ring that Greg the Hammer Valentine had on when I met him, too. Nice. You met Greg the Hammer Valentine? I did. I, I th- Actually, I think I saw that you, you did post that picture on the Facebook page, didn't you? I did. Was he cool? Uh, he was cool as hell. Him and his wife were eating at the bar, hanging out, and he walked by me at the bar, and I'm like, hey, it's the Hammer. And we started talking to him, and Carly's dad was talking to him, too, and he didn't really know who he was. And Carly's dad was like, oh, uh, are you a wrestler? Like, did, when did you wrestle, like 70s or 80s or 90s? Oh, and, man. Yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> and the hammer pointed at me, and he's like, you knows. And I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Were you the only guy in the bar that knew who he was? Uh, no, the bartender knew who he was because he's a regular. I guess one of the guys at the front desk was telling me afterwards. Oh, okay. So no one, no one even gave him two looks other than me. But obviously, there was a bunch of other tourists there. Right. <sighs> Did you buy that man a beer? 
No, I did not. <laughs> he had a shit ton of drinks on his table already when I, I was there. I would have bought that man a beer. Or a shot. I would have did a shot with him. That would have Yeah, been like well, awesome. he was eating dinner with his wife, and even though we were in the bar, he was at a table at the bar, I I just didn't feel that like dude was fucking no, nah, he was thrilled that you recognized him and acknowledged him. Are you kidding me? When's the last time uh, that happened to him? He would have done a shot with you. That would have been badass. I just didn't want to bother him, that's all. Yeah, you don't do I didn't, shots. I mean, either. he, he looks he looked pussy. very grumpy and gruff. He wasn't he didn't come off that way, but I didn't want to you know, test my limits you know, test his limits with me, so fair enough. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you're back now. Barely, huh? <laughs> How about you, Money? What you been up to this past week besides dodging Dr. Bill? Well, I found uh, some more of the Star Wars for you at the anniversary uh, six-inch Black Series that. figures. Series 2. I didn't, yep. even, I didn't even know those were out. I got the Jawa, the Imperial Commander, and the Sand Person. Tusken Raider, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm surprised they actually call them sand people on the package. Do they really? Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So the only ones you're missing are Chewbacca and 3PO? Well, I have those already, So because I'm opening mine. Right, right, right. So I'm only buying the ones that are new, because I oh, already have those from previous series. From, okay. And they're the exact same figure, so no, there's, yeah, if I'm going to open them, there's no reason for me to get them. Right, no new sculpts, yeah. They had them all at the the store, but I didn't get them. What store was that? The Action Figure Planet store. Yeah. The, uh, Shout out to the Action Figure Planet. At the uh, Hoyoke Mall in Hoyoke, Massachusetts, USA Earth, Milky Way. Right on. So How much were they? 30 bucks a piece. You bought them for 30 bucks a piece? Yeah. thought they were like $20 retail. Well, if you can find them. They got to make a little money on them, D. I wish I could collect those. Well, you could if J-Money didn't buy yours. Yeah, I, I could if life events hadn't led me to this uh, this point in time in Star Wars collecting history. <laughs> well, if GameStop didn't fuck you over on your R5-D4. Multiple times. Multiple times, you would be collecting these figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, and, and look, how much are the R5-D4s going for? I don't know. Well, like 50, 60 bucks at the cons we've been going to. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, I've taken pictures and put them up on the page. Kind of makes you wish you bought those three you saw sitting on that peg <laughs> when you. I could have tra- traded them for these three. Seriously. Yeah. Well, live and learn, I guess. I, I'm still pissed. I'm still collecting Series 1. I don't have an R2D2 yet, so I'm not even going to start Series 2 till I get my R2D2. Fuck that. Good luck with that. I'll get it. Don't you worry. All right. So, other than that, I went to see a baby driver. Oh, nice. You, Baby Driver, the new Edgar Wright film. Yep. Starring Jamie Foxx. Oh, come on. How can you never heard of it? It's only had a trailer in front of every movie I've gone to see for the last year. Yeah, but you go and what see movies? every movie, though. Yeah. Yeah, what, what movies was it in front of? Transformers, The Mummy. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. Guardians. No, I didn't see it in front of Guardians. And not in front of the Guardians. That's because you guys go to that weird theater. What weird theater? The one in Agawam. No, no. We didn't go there to see Guardians. We saw oh. Guardians at Rave. It was in front of Guardians in fucking IMAX. It was in front of Logan. It was every movie I've seen. I've seen the same trailer for Baby Driver for at least a year straight. Well, their marketing oh. paid off because you went to see the movie. No, I didn't even want to see it. It wasn't <laughs> until the reviews hit. I mean, it's 98% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So you're going to give us a quick and dirty review of that? 
Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. But what <laughs> I'm saying is... You only tomatoes because you work in produce? <laughs> yes. I'm just asking. I mean, yes. You so I, I really lot. didn't care about the movie, Tom, until I started seeing the reviews. And then I was like, oh, well, I got the day off. I'll go check it out. So um, I went and checked it out, and I'll give it four stars. It was really, really, really good. Really? A four out of five. Yeah. There's, it's, there's a gimmick to the movie that the trailer completely undersold the movie. Because they didn't want to give out the gimmick to the movie. Okay. What's the gimmick? What is the gimmick? Well, what the gimmick is is that he listens to his iPod. Uh, Baby Driver listens to his iPod the entire movie, and the soundtrack plays the entire movie. And the movie is actually choreographed to the soundtrack. If that, if I'm explaining it right. Oh. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's an iPod Touch or a Nano. No, it's an original one. This takes place in like 2002, 2003. Oh, okay. So he listens to that the entire time. And like the, the mute, because if you listen, uh, seen any interviews with Edgar Wright, he actually bought the rights to the music before he even filmed one minute of the movie. No shit. Yes. And what he did was he took the music and filmed the movie around the music. Wow. What music was it? It was all kinds of stuff. It was rock, pop. It was like everything you could think of, really. Electronic music. Um, about the rights, all these different songs? Yeah. He bought all the rights to all these songs that he wanted to use in the movie, and then he filmed the movie around the songs. Cool. So no one else can use these songs ever again? No. No, they can. <laughs> they can. He just bought they just them. have to pay for them. He paid the fee to use them in this movie. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> wow, that must have been an expensive movie to make, then. Seriously. Songs. Yeah. Uh, no, it was really inexpensive to make, but... Because I don't think the, these like pop, you know one hit wonders from eighties and nineties really cost a lot to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like really recognizable songs. Yeah, you know? he wasn't he wasn't buying Led Zeppelin songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. or Kiss. Yeah, those the Led Zeppelin songs are fucking expensive. If you want to use them in a movie, you're, right? You're paying. Well, I mentioned <laughs> I mentioned Kiss because there's a Kiss song called Baby Driver. Oh no shit! Yes, that would have made mo- so much sense, right? Yeah, and I'm like, I even sent a tweet out about why didn't they use the the Kiss classic song "Baby Driver" in the movie "Baby Driver." <laughs> but as I thought about it, and if you know anything about Gene Simmons, you know he would have charged a guy so much to use that one song. Oh yeah, it wouldn't have been worth it. Yeah, that probably would have thrown the budget out completely. <laughs> but I was waiting the whole movie. I thought maybe after the credits they'd play it. So they should have used more than words. I mean, that wouldn't have cost any money. Or signs. Yeah. By Mr. Big. Extreme. Oh, Mr. Big, yeah. <laughs> Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> Why do they call him Baby Driver? I got to know. That was his nickname. Okay. Baby. No, because he, he was a driver. Because he's young. Uh, they never explained why his nickname was Baby. Hmm. But it was, uh, it was a wicked cool movie. It was really awesome action. Uh, like I said, the music was just drove the whole thing. It got a little bit like... Three quarters of the way through the movie, I was like, okay, can they just stop playing the music for like a minute? You know what I'm saying? Because it never slowed down at all. Oh, so the gimmick never quit. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it was kind of artsy. It was a little too artsy for me. It's why I couldn't give it higher than four stars, which is why the reviewers are all loving it. Because it's literally like nothing you've ever seen, just the way that they did it. Hmm. So, yeah, I really liked it. The only other thing that took me out of the movie a little bit was... You know, they had he had his original iPod, and every car he drove had an auxiliary port. 
And in two, Derek will tell you, in 2003, 2004, not every car had an auxiliary port. Right. And then uh, towards... Honda didn't have them until 06. Right, exactly. And then, you know, they had flip phones, so it clearly took place in this era. And then at the end of the movie, he was driving some cars that not only had backup cameras, they had the keyless start button like my car has. And Derek will tell you, no cars back then had either of those. Right, Derek? Early 2000s. Eh, yeah. Maybe some lux- uh, some luxury vehicles did. Had the keyless start, too? Yeah, not Honda. But... Right. Okay. Well, okay. I, I didn't notice what kind of cars they were. They were probably, I think they were Lexuses or something. Oh, yeah. The, the, I think they did. Yeah, they so That was possible? <laughs> yeah. Probably. All right. Well, okay, then. Then, that, uh, then I'm glad I asked you guys that. and I So there were cars like that. Because there were a lot of uh, you know Lexuses and cars like that in the movie. But other than that, that's my review. Four stars. It's really good. has a lot of music. Uh, go see it. Is it a caper? What kind of a story is it? It's like a... It's, um, like a crime caper or something? Well, no. B- Baby drives for uh, a couple of criminals. And so what they do is they, they rob banks. Mm-hmm. And then he's the driver, the getaway car. So who is Jamie Foxx? He's one of the robbers. Okay. And uh, Kevin Spacey is like the the head boss of the group that Ooh, steals stuff. I like Kevin Spacey. And what happened was, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but Baby, something happened earlier in his career where Baby owed Kevin Spacey. So he's been paying off his debt to him by being the driver. Mm-hmm. And he just gives him a small profit from the uh, robberies, not a big one. Right. And finally, Baby pays off his debt to him. And he's like, I'm all done because he doesn't want to do this. He meets a girl. He wants to go in with the girl. And then another a big, big job comes up. And Kevin Spacey says to him, you, you're you going to be my driver for this. And Baby's like, no, I'm, I'm out. And he's like, well, I'll kill your girlfriend and you and your father. Oh, wow. So you know you're going to do this for me. And so he ends up doing it for him. And then it just, the last job just goes to wreck. It of course. goes awry. Well, it's always that last job that gets fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Did they leave it open for a sequel? No. Okay. Does he drive for Uber? (laughs) I don't think there was Uber in 2003. Well, maybe that'll be the sequel, Derek. It'll flash forward forward 15 years, and and it'll take place in 2018, and he'll be an Uber driver. In fact, the sequel's name isn't going to be Baby Driver. It's going to be Uber Driver. That's going to be the name (laughs) of the next movie. Yeah. They could make a sequel. It's his, definitely possible. His nickname will be Uber instead of Baby. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Lyft. Maybe whoever pays the most to Edgar Wright to use the name, it'll either be Uber or Lyft, and he'll be Lyft driver or Uber driver. I use so, Lyft the whole time. Or you know what? Maybe he's retired now and he gets a nice job driving a tow truck, and he's tow truck driver, and that'll be the or, name of the movie. Or he drives a tractor trailer truck like you. He could be. He could be. He'll be tractor driver. Tractor trailer driver. Baby driver could be the head of your tractor trailer company. You don't even know it. <laughs> that it was 15 years ago. It's entirely possible. By now he could be. Well, then he needs to step down because whoever's running my company, <laughs> we need change in management. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I'm I think it's pretty you. funny because they send you they send you god these god awful places when you should be punching out. So I think it's pretty funny. Oh yeah, it's like if B and J money ran your company. That's what we would be doing. <laughs> they give you these little trucks. Oh, the worst was last Friday night, since uh, we can talk about what I've been doing this past week. They sent me out to fucking Worcester, and that's an hour and 15, 20 minutes away from the terminal. So I'm out there, and 
I have to do with this house delivery off the tail. There's no dock, obviously. It's a home. So I have to fucking break the skid apart, and it's one of those boat lifts, aluminum boat lifts. So I have to take it off piece by piece. And, of course, the guy's not there. He's got his poor wife there, and I'm not going to make her carry it. So I break it apart, carry it off, set it in his garage, get through this whole rigmarole, and then don't you know the fucking guy shows up just as I'm done taking the last piece off the truck. I think he was hiding around the corner watching me offload it. Ends up, it's missing a piece. So all this hassle... He accepts the delivery, thank fucking God, because there's no way I'm putting it back on the truck now that it's off. So now it's like 8 o'clock at night. Now, I start at 10 a.m. in the morning, and DOT laws, I'm supposed to be done in 14 hours. So that means that I have to be off the clock by midnight. These assholes decide to send me four fucking pickups out in the Worcester area. Four. At 8 o'clock. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So now I'm running around like an asshole trying to get all these pickups and get back to the terminal before I run out of hours. Because if I get pulled over out of hours, that's a big fucking fat fine. And they'll impound the truck and who knows, maybe arrest me. I don't know what the protocol is, but either way. Maybe I don't, they'll impound you. I don't want to be put in this position on a Friday night. It's fucking Friday. I want to get the hell home and start drinking beer. Come on. I did make it back. I got back at like 12.15, and I was not very happy with them. So I was very excited that I made sure to run myself short on hours this past week so they couldn't pull that shit on me again because, let's face it, it's my vacation now. I wanted to get the fuck out on Friday. I don't have to be back. I have 10 days off from that place, and I'm so fucking excited. Although my wife's got a lot planned for me. Mrs. Bo has a honey-do list. That would make your fucking head spin. Vacation week more important than birthday week? Well, birthday week doesn't exist anymore, so yeah, vacation week is much more important. Why not? Why not what? Why isn't birthday week existing anymore? I have explained this in previous podcasts. I'm not allowed birthday week anymore. My wife Are you too old? No, my wife has put the kibosh on the birthday week celebrating, and now I am allowed birthday weekend, so I get a weekend. The kibosh. Yeah, she put the kibosh on that. Could we have a 4th of July party if you can't have a birthday week anywhere? (sighs) Again, and happy 4th of July, everyone, by the way. It is 4th of July week. That happened earlier this week. It did, but this is 4th of July week, so happy 4th of July. Yeah, I'm talking about next year. It's 4th of July. Yeah, next year maybe we can do it, but this this year we were were not having a 4th of July party because she's got a big project that I've been working on all week on my vacation, on my staycation. And that project is to replace the fence in my backyard. So, Oh, no. Oh, yes. So a couple of weeks ago, it was a shed. <laughs> and now it's replacing the fence around the shed. And next, it'll probably be replacing the house. I don't know. I don't know what's next. Not another nerdy fence? It's going to be a not another nerdy fence. That's right. I'm going to take a picture of the fence when I'm done. And then Mark Mastel, the man who made this quote famous... Everybody's got a little piece of Van Zant in them. Our artist extraordinaire, who was kind enough to create our logo for us, he will more than likely Photoshop the logo on the fence. So it is an official, <laughs> not podcast one fence, as he did with the shed. But yeah, so that's been my project this past week. Instead of relaxing and chilling, I've been replacing fence panels. and It was a lot of fun when I had to go pick up the fence last Sunday, and I had no help. 
And I had to unload 17 fucking eight foot long panels of fencing by myself off of a fucking... Wasn't Jay Money off? He could have helped you. Off of a dump truck. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if Jay Money was off or not, but he certainly didn't offer any help. Uh, I was working all day. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. I was also working. Yes, you were. But when you got out of work, we did do something, didn't we? Yeah, I picked up some dude from another podcast. Yeah, I was actually pretty shocked when I saw that. So (laughs) our local comic book store located in East Hampton, Massachusetts, USA, Earth, Milky Way, Comics and More, shout out to Christian, the owner. He had a back issue sale this past weekend, July 1st and 2nd, and we shot up there on Sunday for that back issue sale and Derek met me and I walked down into the basement because he's got one of those cool doors that's down in the basement I love that great aesthetic for a comic book shop and so I walked down the stairs and I'm like D-Rock and I hear yo and I turn the corner and there's D-Rock and standing next to D-Rock is a familiar face that I have not seen in a while and who was that familiar face Mr. Joey DiCarlo from So Wizard Podcast it was good to see Joey DiCarlo so, yeah, we were there and checked out their back issues, and I filled some holes in my collection. A little <laughs> bummed. <laughs> you love that, filled filled some holes. You love that, don't you? What was the uh, sale time? Was it like half off all comics or something? Um, it was... The most unorganized sale ever. Well, listen, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not criticizing because I like Christian and I like that story. No, it's funny. I'm just saying it's but, unorganized. Well, it was unorganized in terms of you couldn't find anything. Like I, I went in there with a specific list. I, I'm missing like seven books to complete a full run of New Mutants. So I wanted to fill in those holes if they had them. Jay Money probably has those issues. Oh, and, I hate New Mutants. Oh, you do? Yeah, see, I don't have any of those. I, I hated that those. artwork. Well, anyway. Uh, I hate that artwork, too. That's probably why I never bought them. Yeah, the only ones I probably have are... Yeah, that guy, I I hate that art. Yeah, me too. Good stories. I I probably only have, like, the Secret Wars 2 tie-ins. Oh, yeah. You don't have the Inferno tie-ins? What year was that? Oh, God. Inferno was 87, 88. It's awesome. Maybe I do. It's one of the best X-Men storylines ever told. It's definitely possible that I would have those. I have those Web of Spider-Mans, though, that you bought. Well, anyway, I had a mission. I wanted to fill the gaps in my New Mutants collection and finish that runoff. But unfortunately, and I, I love the store, so I'm not bad-mouthing the store at all, but it was a little disorganized and hard to tell where anything was. <laughs> and so as much as I enjoy back-issue box diving and searching for those gems, I like to at least have an idea of where I'm going. So it was it was difficult, and I couldn't find any new mutants, which bummed me out. But I did find uh, about 10 issues of Spider-Man books that I needed. So I picked those up. So it wasn't a total loss, and I was very happy to get those, and I got a really good deal on them. So thank you, Christian. Thank you, Comics and More. And I will be back. So, and he said yeah, I that, got some cool books, too. Huh? You know, he said that a lot of the dollar bins were all DC, but he said mm-hmm. he's going to be putting a lot of Marvel books in there over the next month or so, so probably end of next month, like sometime in August, I'll go back and check it out and see what he's got. But yeah, if you're ever in East Hampton, Massachusetts, USA, Earth, Milky Way, check out Comics and More. Great store. Does he buy comics too? I've never sold him any, but I'm sure he does. So if you've got a collection you want to pitch to him, see? Yeah, maybe. 
But Joey DiCarlo actually came through for me because he had some web of Spider-Man issues I needed, and uh, he's going to sell them to me. So, score. I don't even have to go searching for those. <laughs> I just gave him my list, and he's like, hey, I have this, 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 and this. I'm like, cool. So, thank you, Joey DiCarlo of So Wizard Podcast. Sorry, I didn't mean to mention So Wizard. Apologies. <laughs> So yeah, that was it. That was cool. It was it was fun going comic shopping with you, D Rock. I wish we had a little more time and uh, could have really gotten into it, but we'll do that when we go yeah. to, when we go to New York Comic Con in October. We'll we'll dive headfirst in the fucking mile high comics back issue bins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will spend hours there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I like going to. I'm glad we got to go to Comic Con for two days because I like to do some back issue diving and. Half the time, you don't even have time to do that at, at big shows like that. Right. You're too busy walking around, taking everything in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, that's my mission when I go to Comic-Con. I am filling in gaps. I'm gonna Yeah, sh- I got to get my list together, actually. Yep. I'll, I'm going to try to organize my books before October. Mm-hmm. Update that list. You just made the list! <laughs> Thank you, Chris Jericho. So yeah, that was it. And, and and other than that, yeah, I've just been working on the fence on my vacation and drinking copious amounts of beer. And uh yeah, all oh, having a good time. So what do we want to talk about this week? I actually you know what? I want to do a little comic book segment. What the fuck? Why not? I'm gonna give you a quick and dirty review on some comic books I've recently read. Cool. So I picked up, besides the back issues I've recently picked up, I've also been collecting the new Darth Vader book that Marvel Comics released, and it's pretty awesome. And if you wait one second, I'll tell you who writes it and draws it, because I don't My buddy's son loves that. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to Google. Thank God for Google. Mr. Karen Gillen writes that? Karen Gillen? No, no, not Karen Gillen. (laughs) Karen and Gillen. It's actually written by Charles Sewell. And it is drawn by Giuseppe Comuncoli. I'm sure I murdered his name, and I apologize for that. But it is awesome. And the brief synopsis is that the most fearsome villain of all time returns with an all-new series. When Anakin Skywalker fell, both to the pull of the dark side and to the blade of Obi-Wan Kenobi, he rose back up, more machine than man. Having lost everything that was once dear to him, the former chosen one must take his first steps into a darker world as Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. Join Vader as he learns a new way, the way of Darth Sidious and his newly formed empire, the way of the dark side. So, yeah, it literally, J Money, it literally picks up exactly where Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, left off. Cool. So the first page is him stepping off the table after they just put him in the suit. And he finds out that Padme is dead, and he goes, no! Except they show what happens after that. (laughs) And what happens is pretty awesome. So this is going to be a little spoilery, so if anybody out there cares, just skip this part. But he comes off the table, he yells no, and you know how he crushes everything around him in the movie? He, like, destroys the robots and some of the equipment that's around him with the Force. Well, what he does right after that, that they reveal in the comic... (laughs) is he force pushes Darth Sidious, a.k.a. the Emperor, into the wall, which is fucking awesome. And he freaks out, and then he basically says, You told me you could save her. Palpatine says, In your rage, you chose a different path. Padme's dead, my friend. 
Even the power of the dark side cannot bring her back. Basically saying, it's your fault she's dead, you killed her. But in her death, she has given you a gift. Pain. Now you must choose. Will you accept that gift? Will you use it? Or will you die? I will live. Good. And then he force electrocutes him. Then he takes his lightsaber out, puts it up to Vader's neck, and he says, I realize this has been a traumatic time for you, but if you touch me with the Force again, I will finish what Kenobi could not. You are my friend, Lord Vader. I do hope we never find ourselves in this position again. Fucking awesome. I love Palpatine. That was great. They should have actually had that happen in the movie because it would have been badass. And then he basically takes him and tells him, you know, you need a new lightsaber. They've taken all the lightsabers. They've collected all the lightsabers from the fallen Jedi that were killed in Order 66. And they basically, they trash Ooh. them all. Uh, the the Emperor, he has all the clones oh. gather all the... Initiate Order 66. 66. Yeah, when you, after they kill all the Jedi, they collect their weapons, all their lightsabers. They throw him in this big vat, and then of all people, Mas Ameda. You remember Mas Kanata? No, not Mas Kanata. Mas Ameda from. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, he's like the Emperor's right hand man. So he's like sitting there talking about the Jedi betrayed Emperor Palpatine, and they tried to assassinate him, but he's restored order and wiped them out, and now everyone is safe. Like basically making it look like the Jedi turned evil on on everybody, and that Palpatine's really the good guy. So they. They torch all the lightsabers, and then Palpatine tells Vader, you need a new lightsaber, but I'm not giving you one of these. You have to go get your own, and you have to take it from a Jedi. So because all the Jedi have been wiped out from Order 66 at this point, he has to go on a search, basically, to find a remaining Jedi that he can fight and take the weapon of to and that's pretty much how issue one and issue two go. And they're, it's fucking awesome. It's really well-written. Charles Sewell, I tip my hat to you, my friend. Because Darth Vader, as we know, is my favorite Star Wars character. So he's very near and dear to me. And these books totally do him justice. I can't recommend them enough. Pick up the new Darth yeah, I, Vader I series. I thought you were talking about the first uh, series that came out last year. That's why I said Karen uh, Gillen, because he wrote the first... Uh... Yeah, but that took place over... Different time period. Yeah. yeah, it was after A New Hope started. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But this takes place literally after Revenge of the Sith ends. Like, the first page is him stepping off that table. And like I said, he force pushes Palpatine. It's pretty fucking awesome. Before or after, he says, where is Padme? It's after. He's The first okay. words out of his mouth are no. And then he basically accuses the Emperor of failing because he promised that she would live. It's awesome. Just read it. It's great. I can't recommend I'll check it. Out. it. Yeah, it's great. I can't recommend it enough. It's really good. As good as the Lando miniseries? Well, I don't know about that. That was, that was pretty really awesome. Good. That was really good. <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, I'm behind on a lot of the Star Wars books, but I read all that. I read the first year at least of that other Darth Vader one and which I was read good. I actually I I think I only read like the first 6 issues of the main Star Wars one. Oh, that's good. You got to read that. That's a good book. Yeah. And I didn't read the Poe one. Uh, yeah, I didn't, read the other ones I didn't read any of the Force Awakens ones, mm-hmm. tie-ins, but 
But this is awesome. I, if you're a Darth Vader fan, you have to pick up this book. And it's canon. It's approved by Lucasfilm. So this is how the story mm-hmm. goes. If you want to know how the story went after he stepped off that table, this is it. So check it so out. They, so they could make toys from there. They could. It'd be pretty mm-hmm. awesome. I hope they make a toy. Of the, cause they show the Jedi that he's going to fight to get the lightsaber. And it's going to be pretty epic. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So I think they're making a toy of that chick who was in the first Darth Vader miniseries. Or series. She has her own comic. They they did a spinoff book for her, too. That's a cool character, too. Mm-hmm. Dr. Aphra. Yes. Yeah, that Dr. Aphra character from the first Darth Vader series. Yep, so can't recommend that off. Then, <laughs> we will close out Tom's comic segment this week with a book that I read that I do not recommend, which is very it was very disappointing because I was really looking forward to it. We all know I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Fucking love Spider-Man. And I was very, oh no, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I was very excited that they were coming back out with Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, because mm-hmm. I love that book. And I always feel like there needs to be more than one. Spider-Man is one of those characters that deserves more than one comic. Amazing Spider, totally. Amazing Spider-Man is not enough to tell all the Spider-Man stories you could tell. So I used to love it back in the eighties and nineties because you had. Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. You had the main Amazing Spider-Man book, and you had Web of Spider-Man. Those were the three Spider-Man books, and they were all good. They were all awesome. And then Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man, too. True, but that came later. That was in the yeah. 90s. Well, was, later that was in the, in the 90s, 90s yeah. yeah. But it was those three books I grew up on, and I loved them. So I was really excited because, you know, I'm not a big fan of the current Dan Slott Amazing Spider-Man storyline. So I was very excited to find out that they were coming out with a new Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man, written by Chip Zdarsky. Who? Exactly. Chip Zdarsky, and art by Adam Kubert. And of course, you, uh, re- that's cool. you recognize that last name, don't you? Mm-hmm. I was psyched. I'm like, yes, this is good. I'm ready. Four ninety nine for the number one, but you expect that. You expect them to get that extra dollar on a number one issue. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. So I buy this book, and then I read it. Usually I like to reread a comic. In case I missed anything, I'll go over the pages again. I couldn't put this book down fast enough. I give this a one out of five on a scale of five. It was... Like worse worse than Dan Slott Spider-Man books? I would rather read the Dan Slott. Okay, well, what number one, why... What credentials does this writer have to write Peter Parker? I don't know. I don't know. I never heard before. I don't know anything about Chip Zdarsky, you know, and nothing against Chip Zdarsky. I'm sure he's a very nice man. <laughs> I I almost want you to read this book just so you can agree with me as to how bad it I'll, is. I'll read it. All right, good. But Chip Zdarsky's writing isn't even my biggest problem with this book, Derek. What's the issue? It's Adam Kubert's artwork. Really? Oh my god. Oh. I don't know if he had a week to draw this book. I don't know what the issue is. But, I mean, there are panels in this book. The perspective is all wacky. It almost looks like unfinished pencils, and someone just inked over them, and then they forgot to erase the pencil marks. Like, some of it is just so sloppy and disproportionate. I I don't know. I feel bad because he's a Qbert. I feel like I should like it. Be like if... Todd McFarlane had a kid and he drew a book and, and and then it was shitty. I'm like, what the fuck? But I was very disappointed and it looked like a 12-year-old drew it. 
And I'm not saying I could do any better because God knows I can't, but I'm also not hired by Marvel to draw a fucking flagship comic book about one of their flagship superhero characters. So I just think you need to put in a little more effort, Adam, I would say. I want you to read this book, though. I do. Even though I don't recommend it to anyone else out there in Not Nation, I do want Derek to read it because Derek can maybe explain to me how they let this pass for a number one issue of the brand new Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man. This guy created Sex Criminals with Matt Fraction a few years back, which was supposed to be a, a highly rated book, but that's not my cup of tea when it comes to comics. And he also did the relaunch of our favorite Marvel Comics Duck, Howard the Duck, a couple years ago. Okay. Which I also could give two shits about and did not read. All I know is on like the first or second page of the book... The dude is already dropping little, like, editor notes. And by the way, editor notes serve a purpose, but when they're overdone and overused, it's really fucking annoying. I, I hate that. You know what I mean? The little boxes with the asterisks and the, and the editor says something in the little box. and you know, I still can't believe they do that. Oh, my God. It's all through this book. Chip is saying all kinds of shit, and then Adam says a couple things in the little boxes, and it well, totally... like what? I, I I like that. If if it, is it referencing another book or remember when Peter did this in Amazing Spider number two seventy? All right, you know what? I'm gonna run and get the comic because this is how annoying right. it is. I want to actually tell you what it says. Hold on. Okay. I can't believe you didn't like Glow, Derek. Like what? Glow. Ah, oh, dude. I'm forcing myself to watch the whole thing. I think it's awesome. Dude, I'm on episode five, and I'm just like... Really? Trying. Wow, I love it, man. The music. Music don't do anything for me. Cameos from the real wrestlers. Oh, Brodus Clay, Carlito, John Morrison, Joey Ryan, Alex Riley, Brooke Hogan, Christopher Daniels. There's a ton of them. No, I know. I I saw... I saw most of those. I, I didn't see Alex Riley yet, but I saw the other ones. Mm. I love it, man. I've, read, I've watched it like three times. The whole thing? Yep. Three times? Yeah. Well, it's only five hours long. I'm watching it right now, and I've literally on like episode three since we started doing the podcast. Oh, boy. Oh, the ending is awesome. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Maybe I'll check it out. Maybe. <laughs> oh, I just can't believe it. I thought you'd love it. Yeah, a big, big disappointment. Oh. All right, I'm back. We're here. All right, so so the first page of the comic, right, it's a recap of Spider-Man's origin because God knows none of us know that by now. I mean, we've how many times do we got to retell his fucking origin? So they spend an entire page going over his fucking origin, right? Then you turn the page, and guess who he's telling his origin to, Derek? On May. The human fucking torch. <laughs> what? Exactly. Like, the human torch, they've been best friends forever. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. know his fucking origin, so he, he even says that. Why are you telling me this? I know your origin by now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whatever. I get it. If this is a jump-on point for new readers, which I can't imagine new readers <laughs> don't know fucking <laughs> Spider-Man's origin. Okay, fine. So right there on the third page, Spider-Man saying to Human Torch... You know, I'm just trying to get to the point where, you know, I tell you the integral part of who I am. And he's saying, I'm just saying my great power has increased a lot in the past year. And Human Torch says, I don't care. And then there's an asterisk. 
And then, sure enough, in the panel, there's one of those little editor boxes with an asterisk that says, Do you? Question mark. Then check out Amazing Spider-Man, our scrappy sister sibling title, Chip. So right away, Chip, the writer, is talking to the reader, which fucking. I don't mind that. I like. I like that. Uh, It's like that's like old school Marvel comics. I don't know. It, it, you know what it is? It just feels out of place here. It, I don't know. Maybe I don't think this chip guy has earned the right to be talking to me yet. Like, I what, thought the Fantastic Four wasn't around anymore. What has he fucking done that this guy... They're he, not. They're not. But human... They're, I mean, their characters are still alive in the universe. Oh. So Human Torch is in this book. So then, further down on the page... Oh, look at this. Another editor box. Asterix, in Daredevil Volume 1, number 264. Deep Cut Chip. So now he's like... Being clever <laughs> and referring to himself with clever nicknames. I mean, who is this fucking guy? You turn the page, Derek, and on the second page of that spread, in the top panel, there's another editor's box. And I'm like, okay, that's three within the first four pages. The yeah, next. That's a little bit too much. Hold on. The next fucking panel, <laughs> Derek. There's another editor's box. Spider-Man saying, oh, man, I'd love some of your famous meat cakes, but I'm meeting a friend tonight to see a movie. He's talking to Aunt May. When the fuck did Aunt May make meat cakes? She's known for wheat cakes. Did they have a editor's box for that? Yes, they do. Aunt May's wheat cakes first appeared in American Spider-Man number five. No, so it's an editor's box in that panel, and it says, asterisk, meatloaf shaped like a cake, chip. He actually addressed what a fucking meat cake was. Well, that's good. I, I, I didn't know what a meat cake was. I don't fucking care. I turned the page. And guess what, Derek? Bottom of the page, another fucking editor's box. Do you see where I'm going with this, dude? I, I like how the editor, there's an editor's box references Amazing Spider-Man number 19. Like, uh, some readers can be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go see if I can find Amazing Spider-Man number 19. Maybe it's in the dollar bin. So in this no. editor's box, it's he's telling you, Asterix, Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 1, Number 100. Interesting fact, for 100 anniversaries, the gift is arms. Chip. So he's making jokes. Chip Zadarsky, cut the fucking shit, okay? I don't know who you are. I don't care who you are. Your story's subpar, and you haven't earned the right to be talking to me so fucking much within the first 10 pages of this book. What if Chip is at New York Comic Con? Would you bring your copy of Peter Parker number one to get signed by? <laughs> Have him sign every fucking editor's uh, box in that issue. I, that's what I think I'll do. I'll be like, Chip, could you do me a favor? Every panel that you have one of these little editor's boxes in, could you just put your initials next to it? He'll sign my book 20 times. It's fucking ridiculous. Dear Senor Bo from Chip. Sweet Ass Chip. Yeah, Deep Cut Chip. I hope he cuts himself. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said that. That's not nice. Then, this artwork does look horrible. I'm looking at it. Yeah, right it's right bad. Now. And then so midway through the book, honest to God, Derek, two panels in a row, two panels in a row on the same page. There's not one. There's not two. There's three fucking editor's boxes. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Come on. Awful. I'm going to say it, and one of our Nuthead's S-Dog will agree with me on this one, that I... I think the Kuberts, both of them, are overrated as, as artists. I'm sorry. Well, I never thought they were all that great. No, they, they're they kind of riding on the coattails of their dad, aren't they? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't. Mean, they've been around forever. Don't get me wrong. They've been on a lot of high-profile books, Marvel and DC, and some of their stuff has been good. But I honestly think those guys are type writers that only fit on certain books. Type where there's artists, other type artists. artists. Where there's other artists that you know are amazing on anything they do. All I know is, and look, Adam Kubert, you can obviously draw better than me. So maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. throw any stones, of course. but. I expect more from a Spider-Man book. I just, I, especially a number one like this, a launch book like this, you got to do better. Yeah, than this. I, and dude, like t- it's 2017. The Coover should not be drawing any of the Coover should not be drawing Spider-Man. Like, that needs to be like a really good high-profile artist that's gonna, you know, make those pages pop a little bit more than those guys will. I mean, there are panels here where it's characters and no, there's nothing in the background. Like it's just a color. Like a whitewash really? color. Yeah, lazy. Lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, put something in the panel with the character. Are we even yeah, trying? Yeah, like, glow-in-the-dark Snagopus, Exactly. Exactly. Put Watto floating in the background. I don't give or, a fuck. Or, or the Pope sitting on his throne in the background. <laughs> Holding his staff. Yeah, it's bad. So, I do not recommend, as, and it's sad to say, because Spider-Man's my favorite character, and I'm not a fan of the current Amazing Spider-Man story, so I was really looking forward to a new book, that might have been taking the character in a different direction. What's wrong with Dan Slash Spider-Man? I don't like the. I don't like this. I don't like his version of Peter Parker. I don't like Rich like since he's running his own him? fucking company, Peter Parker. I like Dan. I I love Superior Spider-Man. He did all that. I, yeah, that was awesome. Great, great. But I don't like the way he's handling the Peter Parker character right now. Oh, because the way he owns the company and yeah. all that crap. Yeah, he's like Tony Stark. I don't like that. Peter Parker should not be Tony Stark. I know these characters need to evolve, but that is a big jump from high school kid who takes fucking photographs and can barely make ends meet and can barely keep the girl. All of a sudden, he's running a major fucking multi-million dollar company with his name on it. I mean, come on. I, I just, I'm I'm sorry. That's not my Spider-Man. Hashtag not my Spider-Man. No, I get you. And that concludes Tom's comic segment. Sorry if it went on a little long, but I'm pretty passionate about my comics. What else do we want to talk about? Oh, we should probably announce that uh, Ron Howard has been announced. Shout out, by the way, to Steve and Danny for stepping in last week and helping us out on that episode. They did good. But uh, Danny had mentioned in last week's episode, Lucasfilm fired their directors. And I guess we should apologize to Kathleen Kennedy, because I think we called her a bitch a couple times. (laughs) Well, you did. Yeah, so I owe her. Who? Kathleen Kennedy from Lucasfilm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Kennedy. Yeah, so I apologize to her because <laughs> apparently she did the right thing, and those guys were clowns and made a big mockery of the Han Solo character. And the rumors were that he was very similar. His his portrayal was similar to Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura. That's ridiculous. So Han Solo was running around going, "All righty then." <laughs> it sounds fucking awful if it is true. It sounds like Kathleen Kennedy did what she had to do, and. She's not a bitch, and I apologize. So they found a new director to take over. Jay Money, who did they find? The guy from Happy Days. That's right. Fonzie, right? Is it <laughs> Henry Winkler's going to be directing Star Wars on Solo? No. no the Ron, guy who did those Fonzie commercials, right? Ron Howard. Ah, <laughs> Ron Howard of Cocoon fame. Who? Ron Howard. <laughs> Little Opie Cunningham. Oh, come on, Tom. You're not even that old. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm pretty old. I remember... You didn't watch that though. 
He's 63. He'll have a good grasp on Star Wars. I remember the Andy Griffith show. Really? I never watched that ever. I watched it on, I think Nickelodeon had reruns. So yeah, Ron Howard is taking over to fix the mess that those other two guys created. So how about that? The director of Backdraft? (laughs) And also the director of The Grinch and the director of... (laughs) Ron Howard directed The Grinch? Yes, and he also directed the Tom Hanks movie Da Vinci Code. Ugh. Yeah. He directed Willow. He did. That's true. He did. That's very Star Wars-ish. You are great. Mad (laughs) Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. Allura. That was the baby's name, right? Princess Allura. Farmer Mike is kind of like the Willow of our group. Yes, (laughs) I would say so. So, yeah, so that's the big news this week. Ron Howard taking over. Hopefully, Hey, didn't in the movie Willow, didn't Willow, like, hang out in a fire at the beginning of the movie? I yeah. believe, yeah. And they came to to get him to join their quest. That's I just right. Thought about that. Yeah, he was he was like a farmer. He was like a hobbit. <laughs> so he was kind of like he was kind of riding a tractor around mowing the lawn like Farmer Mike does, and they just came over and like, hey, you want to come fight these weird alien monsters with us? Actually, he was busy milking the cow on his switch, and they showed up, and they were like, "Hey, Willow, come with us." <laughs> And he was like, well, I, I can't go anywhere else because my car doesn't have any wheels on him, so I guess I'll go with you guys. <laughs> that's how I beat they, Zelda five times already. Because that's how they roll in Coventry, Connecticut, USA, Earth, Milky Way. Or should I say that's how they don't roll? Boom. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we got to have Iron Mike on again soon. I miss why? Because he's great. That's why. Because knotheads demand it. We'll have him on when the uh, Super NES Classic comes out. So what, two years from now? No, it comes out in the fall. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to have him on before that. We'll have him on for a big movie review this summer. The movie's almost over. The summer's like, no, over. No, just, just like a, a movie that I know he'll go see. Okay. Does he want to be on next week for the Spider-Man movie review? I don't think he wants to Because we're going to do that. Spider-Man Homecoming is coming out. Actually, he won't go see that. We will be reviewing that on next week's episode. He asked me how many times I'd have to plug in Star-Lord's dad's battery pack to mow the whole farm. <laughs> oh, your ego mower? <laughs> yeah. How many times? Quite a, would... quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Does a full battery charge buy, like, do your whole yard? battery packs. Does, I was going to say, does a full charge on your battery do your whole yard? Yeah. It, it does about an hour of mowing per, like, 45-minute charge, something like that. No, oh, right. that's not bad. No. All right. Well, that's all the news I have. Anything else going on we want to discuss real quick before we give recommendations and wrap up? Uh, well, I just wanted to know what you guys thought of the uh, Jumanji trailer. Oh, that did drop this past week. Yeah, because our boy Nate from uh, some other podcast, he loved it. He did? Yeah. And I thought it was like the worst thing I've seen in years. What I was you guys? Oh, come on. I was fairly underwhelmed, but it does have The Rock. That's like the only thing it has going for it. Well, unfortunately, no. It's got it Karen has, Gillan uh, in it. And... Yeah, but unfortunately, it has Jack Black and Kevin Hart. Which yeah. Kinda... Uh, those are two wasted characters. They should. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't watch it before, and now I don't 
want to watch it at all. It, it should have been The Rock and Three Hot Chicks. And it's not even a board game, Derek. They're playing a video game, yeah. and they get sucked into the video game. Right. It's a what? video. It's a video game version of the board game. Yeah. And, and they find an oh, old. That's awful. They, and it's like a hot chick playing as Jack Black. And, yeah. <laughs> so so there's a hot chick playing the game, and she picks the Jack Black to be her avatar? Well, let me tell them what happens. So it's okay. it's these four high school kids, and they all get thrown into detention together because, you know, we've never seen this before. I mean, come on. Can we come up with an original fucking thought and idea, Hollywood? So these these four unlikely kids that would never be friends together, right? They're all, they're all from different walks of the school. One's a jock. One's a nerd. One's the popular hot chick who takes selfies all day. The other one's like the shy, keeps-to-herself girl. Emo girl. Emo girl. They throw these four so-cliche types, teenage types, in this detention together. And inexplicably, maybe they'll explain it in the movie when we see it, if we see it, but they find an old, filthy, dusty video game console, which resembles no console I've ever seen. They plug it into the TV and there's a Jumanji video game. So they all decide they're going to play this. And go ahead, money, take it from there. Well, they all pick different avatars and the hot girl for whatever reason picks the avatar that looks like Jack Black. Well, she didn't mean so, to. It only said the, oh, the that's names. Right. She was but it didn't yeah, show right. the pictures of the avatars. It just said the right. avatar names. So they all get sucked into the game and they're as their avatars in real life when they're in the Jumanji world. Right. They get pulled into the TV. Yeah. So the hot <laughs> girl becomes Jack Black. Yeah. And the nerdy kid becomes the rock, of course, because right. God forbid the jock actually become the rock and just do something different for once. So the jock becomes Kevin Hart's short character. And then there's a bunch of short jokes. Uh, it's just, uh, it just looks like I've seen this movie over and over again. And it seems like it's going to have the same fucking jokes that I've seen and heard over and over again. Yeah, it, it, I don't know what Nate is thinking. I think this looks like a piece of crap. I'll cross off my list of movies that haven't come out this year that I'm interested in. I might put it on the list of deletion already. <laughs> you got a list of deletion for us this week, don't you? Well, I have one. I don't have a list. That's but. okay. It's on the list. Okay. So therefore, it's, yeah, it's on the list. Yeah, well, That's there true. you go. It's been added to the list. Exactly. The list of yeah. deletion is like a constant thing, and you just keep adding mm-hmm. things to that list. It's a never-ending yeah. list. And this one, I'm definitely sticking to. Okay, cool. Well, we're I will never speak of this item again. We were we are looking forward to that, but yeah. So we'll wrap up the Jumanji talk. I was very underwhelmed. I will probably go see it because I do love The Rock. But I'm I know what I'm gonna. You didn't get. go see Baywatch. I'm gonna see it on Redbox. I'll wait for Redbox for Baywatch. Yeah, I'll rent it. Yeah, maybe I'll wait for. I mean, Jumanji may not be one I go to the theater for, but I'll watch it. Right. I'll, I'll see it on Redbox or Netflix when it eventually hits Netflix. Or yeah, I'm not gonna avoid FX it for Saturdays. all time. Like uh, yeah, no, case, I'll, like Ghostbusters. Right, I'll watch it, but I'm not excited about it. It's not something I have to go day one to see in the theater <laughs> at all. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so, Jumanji. Yeah, thumbs that's down. It. That's it. So, all right. Well, why don't delete? Delete. Well, why don't we? You can put that on the list of deletion. So, let's give you your list of deletion theme, and then you're going to do the list of deletion, and then I think we have a couple listener questions we need to answer, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, we can bang those out real quick. Okay. So here we go. Here's your list of deletion intro. I am magic. I am more, and now the people have seen, and even the people that were non-believers, they are all converting, and they all follow me. Yes. 
Who would you say is on the top of your deletion list right now? I'm going to have to go tell the world exactly what's on the list. All right, tell everyone what, exactly what's on the list, Jay Money. Danny Abbott's not going to be happy, but I'm ready to put on the list of deletion fidget spinners. <laughs> uh, I think he was more partial to his fidget cube. He seemed to really like his fidget cube. I'm going to keep the cube off the list just for now because I loved how six months ago you couldn't find these things anywhere and they were going for tons of money on eBay. And now every store you go into has these giant displays and no one's buying them at all. Oh, my God, dude. They were at home. I went to Home Depot on Sunday to buy. Yeah, they're the, at stores like that to buy the fence panels. And there's a big counter display of those fucking yeah. things right on the Home Depot counter. And I just I've looked. Seen at, them. I looked at the cashier and I said, "Really?" And she goes, "I know, I know." I'm like, "Ugh." I've seen them online for ten cents with free shipping. <laughs> I'm sure, Derek has too. Mm-hmm. So I guess the fad is over. That was one quick fad. Well, good because I think they're stupid and pointless. I can't wait till uh, VH1 has their you know I love the 2010s, <laughs> and they get to 2017 and and they start talking about those fidget spinners. For and a, everyone's gonna be like, oh, those things pissed me off. I just <laughs> couldn't get it. Do you remember when those ones that glowed started catching on fire? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh god. So yeah, that's it. You gonna put them on the list? Officially on the list. All right, let's get a hot delete. 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 Derek. Delete. (laughs) Broken Matt Hardy. Delete. 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 Thank you, Broken Matt Hardy. Yes. All right, cool. That is now. We will not speak of those again. And that means if Danny Abbott's ever on the show again, he can't speak of them either. If he does, you just throw in a delete when you edit. That's right. I'll yep. just delete over it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got some listener questions this week. We threw it out on Twitter, hashtag knotheads need to know. And we actually got a few responses. People want to know some shit and they want to ask us some questions so jay money did you compile the list of questions to ask us i sure did tom all right buddy what do you got the for first us? one is from at mountain nut on twitter mountain at, nut. M- well i'm assuming that's what it is because it's at m-t-n-n-u-t mountain okay. nut right sure and this question is really good for all three of us favorite gi joe character of all time Woohoo! Well, let's defer to Mr. G.I. Joe, the biggest G.I. Joe fan I know, and that would be D-Rock. Why don't you answer that one? It's really tough because I could do favorite toy G.I. Joe character, favorite cartoon G.I. Joe character, but compiled everything, I am going to go with uh, Mr. Beachhead. I want to be an airborne ranger. I want to live a life of danger. (laughs) Love that figure. Loved him in the cartoon. Uh, he's had some really cool stories in the comics. Yeah, I'm going to go with Beachhead. You can't go wrong with Beachhead. Now, is this is it any G.I. Joe? Can it be a Cobra character? Yeah. Okay, he wasn't specific. Well, he said favorite G.I. Joe character, so I'm assuming that hmm. he could pick Cobra as well. I'll tell you what. I'll give you my favorite Joe and my favorite Cobra, just okay. in case. Shipwrecked Parrot. That's right. Polly. 
Everyone says Snake Eyes, and I am a fan of Snake Eyes, but he is not. Yeah, you my can't f- say no one can say Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow. Yeah, mine's Snake Eyes. Well, it can't be. Ugh, you got to pick someone pick other than Snake Eyes. Don't be that guy. Yeah, come on, come on. Why don't you just be the guy that wears the T-shirt of the band he's going to see? I bet you wore a Mister Big T-shirt when you went to see him, didn't you? I bought one there. <laughs> it's the fucking greatest thing ever. Did you put it on right away? No, no, because that would have ruled. No, I don't That's the only wear way. anything before I wash it. It's the only way that story could be better. No, I have to wash it first. Well, I'm going. Well, so is that your answer? You want to just give it away now and say it's Snake Eyes? Yeah, because he was the best in the comic, the cartoon, and he's the only good thing about the live action movies. Yeah, you know what? There's some truth to what you're saying there. His character was consistent. Live action movies don't fucking count. But his, but he's right. To me, they do. The Snake Eyes character was consistently good in all forms of media for GI Joe. He's right. One of the first G.I. Joe comics I ever bought was the silent issue. Oh, my God. Issue 21. Yep. What a classic. What a fucking classic. Yep. That was one of the first G.I. Joe comics I ever bought. I believe that was the first time he went up against Storm Shadow, too, no? Yeah. They were in uh, the Cobra Tower there, right? And Storm Shadow, did Storm Shadow just show up at the end or something? Or he was, he had kidnapped Scarlet, right? And Snake Eyes had to rescue her. Was that the story? I'd spent so yeah, long. Yeah, like it was in there. It was in a castle. He had to make yeah. his way up to the top. Yes, to rescue the damsel, which was Scarlet. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. That was fucking classic. Great issue, written yep. by the one and only Larry Hama. Oh yeah, and he had all the best story arcs in the comic. I think. Well, he had some of the best figures too. I mean, the Snake Eyes. Yeah, oh yeah, fucking amazing. Those were always some of the hardest to find, also, because he was so popular. Plus, his figure came with a sword, so how much cooler can you get? A sword and a machine gun. And then remember his later figure like that came with timber? Oh, yeah. How awesome was that? Pretty amazing. What's your favorite version of Snake Eyes, though? You like the goggles or you like that weird visor he had? I like the original, the yeah, weird the go- visor. No, yeah. the original was the goggles. Was the original the goggles? Yeah. Original Snake Eyes, he okay. had like, the turtleneck and the, and You're the right. goggles. You're right. No, I like the, uh, I like the visor. Yeah. That's the so one. The visor would have been the one that came timber. with timber, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He had to come with the gray sword. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was my favorite version then. All right. Cool. Yeah, I could. I can't recommend issue twenty-one of the GI Joe Marvel series written by Larry Hama. I can't recommend that enough. That is fucking classic. And they never ever showed his face. Nope. It would show just like a shadow of his chin or something. Or him bandaged. Yep. Yep. That's right. Bandaged up. All right, so Snake Eyes is your answer. All right, cool. Actually, I was talking about this with Derek earlier today because uh, it's a hard question to answer because there are so many great G.I. Joe characters. To pick your favorite, it's tough. Refrigerator Perry. I got to tell you, it's got to be Roadblock. I fucking love Roadblock. You love The Rock. I do love The Rock, and he played Roadblock in the movie. But beyond that, I love the Roadblock character. I, I mean, it was a little annoying in the cartoons when he rhymed all the time. <laughs> that wasn't great. But he was great in the comics. I loved his fucking weapon. He had that big fucking gun. That Gatling cha- gun. That chain Gatling gun that he carried around. <laughs> he's just fucking badass. Just and he loved body massages. He's just a big motherfucker. And he cooked. He was a chef. So <laughs> how do you not love Roadblock? And uh, throw in my favorite Cobra. As long as I'm at it, it's got to be Cobra Commander, man. I love Zartan, but Cobra Commander is such a great character, especially in the comic books. And the in the cartoon, he was a little little whiny for my tastes, but he's so great. Larry Hama did such a great job with his character in the comic books. 
If you've never read the G.I. Joe comic books written by Larry Hama from the 80s and 90s by Marvel, you got to fucking read that series. It's just so good. And Cobra Commander. I agree, Tom. It was awesome. Cobra Commander. Wasn't Cobra Commander awesome? Yep. I mean, Destro was too. That's the problem. There's so many well-written, great characters in G.I. Joe lore and in Cobra lore. It's hard to pick a favorite. And really what what made Cobra Commander so great was his supporting cast of characters like playing off a of Destro and Baroness and so really they're all awesome. But if I had to pick a favorite, if they said, Yeah, you need to pick two characters, Roadblock for Joe's, Cobra Commander for the Cobras. Yeah, but Comic they said version? only one. They didn't say two. Yeah, but he didn't specify if I could say Cobra. So all right, so you're asking well, me to Destro pick. is my favorite Cobra guy then. All right, cool. From the movie? No. no. Oh, he was in awful general. in the movie. Oh, I don't gosh. talk about the movies when I'm talking about G.I. Oh, Joe, dude. God. That shit doesn't even exist to me. Oh, bad. So bad that they killed him in the second movie, right in the like beginning. first scene in yeah. the movie. Bye, oh. Destro. You're out of the band. Blows him up. Yep. <laughs> so fucking bad. Oh, Firefly. Those movies are like too. the Captain America live-action version from the 19, early 1980s. <laughs> That's how bad those are to me. Yeah, the second one wasn't as bad as the first. At least the second one kind of straightened continuity a bit, and Cobra Commander actually looked like Cobra Commander. So yeah, yeah I like the second one. Yeah, the second one was good. It had the Rock. They had the girl there that was uh oh, on, uh Adriana. The girl that was yeah Adriana yeah. Pilecki, uh Padalecki. Oh fucking a. Oh Lady J. Oh my goodness gracious. Good lord. Yeah. So okay. What else? You got another question for us? Yeah, this one comes from at Tim underscore Berger underscore 13 on Twitter. Timmy, fellow nerd podcast mafia member from the Dork of All Trades podcast. Shout out to the nerd podcast mafia. Yes, and he would like to know, if you guys didn't do this podcast, would you like nerdy things more or less? Well. I would say it would depend on what nerdy things we were talking about. I will be the first to admit that I would probably not be interested in wrestling at all if I didn't do this podcast because I kind of got back into wrestling doing this podcast with you two. I actually have an interest in like Matt Hardy and the Broken Universe and all that gimmick. Wonderful! And if I didn't do this podcast with you, I probably wouldn't give two fucking shits about any of that. So... But as far as like other nerdy stuff, comics and toys and everything else, I'd be just as nerdy if I did exactly a podcast or not. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So because of the podcast, though, uh, Tom would say he's a little bit more nerdy because he's paying a little bit of attention to wrestling. Yep, I would. I okay. would have to say that. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. How about you, Jay Money? Oh, I'm I'm looking at uh, wrestling isn't nerdy. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It is now. It wasn't like in the Attitude Era, but it is now. I don't think so. It's not mainstream, Derek. Therefore, it's That's, nerdy. Yeah. I would say that I definitely am Mar- Marvel less... Cinematic Universe is mainstream. Yeah, but it's based off of a nerdy property. Like comic books is always yeah. been like considered nerdy. Nerdy can mean a lot of different things. When someone geeks out about something, they, it can be anything if, that they're that they're geeky about. You know, you could be geeky about sewing. You know what I mean? Uh, You could be geeky about collecting bottle caps. I mean, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's not nerdy. That's just being a fucking loser. (laughs) Oh, the views of Derek Mitris do not necessarily reflect the views of everyone in Not Nation. Thank you. 
We have not had Sue collect fucking Bowcats. We could. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably Dr. Bill, because J-Money throws him at his stupid ass all the time. <laughs> hey, Danny Abbott collects arrowheads. There you go. And tanks. Because he likes to show arrow. <laughs> right. Anyways, so I would say so that, much so uh, would... so much so that he's caught up on all the seasons and can talk about everything about them. <laughs> I would uh, probably be liking nerdy things less if it wasn't for the podcast. Really, and the way the reason I say that is like I've barely paid any attention to the Red Sox at all this season. No like shit. I don't even think I've watched one whole inning. I haven't watched a game. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Yeah. Red Sox. Yeah. Is that baseball? Yeah, yes, that would like be I've baseball. barely paid attention at all to them because, like, I'm watching stuff like for the podcast and not paying. You know, like normally, almost every night like I have the like Baby Driver. Yeah, like normally every night I'd have like Red Transformers Sox game on in the background, but now I have Glow on in the background or and, trailers and Transformers on. and wasting your time going to see Transformers. You would watch Glow anyway. I doubt it. It's about wrestling. Of course, you would have. Well, that's true. But anyways, so I would like let nerdy things less, and that's my example because I barely barely paid attention to the Red Sox. Normally, I would have probably gone to like three games already this year, but instead I'm saving my money to go to conventions. All right, fair enough. And Derek, you would say the same whether you're doing a podcast or not. Exactly the same. You are who you I, are. I buy, just, I buy just the same amount of shit as I did before. Right. I mean, Tom, I probably wouldn't even have bought the Switch if it wasn't for the podcast. Seriously? Probably not. No, I would have waited. Wow. I, I I really just bought that for the podcast because we talked about it so much. I felt like if I didn't have it at the end, it would have just been like we talked about this and then there's no climax. Oh, wow. Farmer Mike at it. That's fucking devotion, J Money. Thanks. I think I have a. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have stood in line at Best Buy at midnight. And that, I mean, video. I did that 110% for the podcast. Right, right. Well, I, So I could take funny videos. I got to admit, Jay Money, I've got to respect that. I, I think I have more respect for you than I did before you I, told I, me I, this. I don't, because Jay Money w- wouldn't be fucking doing anything else <laughs> other than hanging out at the mall at midnight. Wow. He would just be going to see some stupid movie at midnight if it wasn't for that. Wow. That's your own cousin. I, I get a little bit more hostile when I'm ready to go to bed, sorry. Jesus. You, you probably haven't eaten in like 45 minutes either, right? I know. I haven't, right, I haven't. I haven't heard yeah, you cooking know. in the background. I had some cereal like an hour before we jumped on the call. But... Well, that's nothing. You need some eggs. Yeah, you need some yeah, protein. Potatoes and eggs. <sighs> yeah. You got any other questions? <laughs> uh, this one comes from one of our huge knotheads, at Lili Zemi on Twitter. Oh, that's Derek's favorite. She, she would like to know if you could sleep with any male or female superhero, who would it be? <laughs> How do you answer that? I have mine written down. You have a male and a female? No, if you could sleep with any male <laughs> or female. Oh. You well, could pick one. Well, why would you want At to sleep with time? a male? Well, maybe you want to sleep with a male. No, you Chip, want to Chip sleep. Sadarsky for Tom. It's a, <laughs> this is how she worded the question. He's not I'm a superhero. He's a worded. fucking douchebag writer. You were sleeping with Gay Iceman on last week's episode. You were so fucking drunk. So maybe I'll pick the guy. Okay. I didn't. All right. Well, you go first. Who's your answer? Supergirl from Justice League Unlimited with the white shirt and the blue skirt. Okay. There we go. 
<laughs> so the outfit matters because is yes. the, is the outfit going to be even on when you're doing what you Absolutely. Oh, that that was my own rule. I was going to tell you guys the outfit has to stay on. Oh, so it's got to be accessible somehow. Well, you could it could stay on and, you know, just kind of pull the pants down, but keep Deep it all six on. from GI Joe. <laughs> and he's fucking you. <laughs> in that in that big fucking astronaut suit? No, nothing would happen because he has that giant fucking armor on. Uh, you have to take the piece of the armor off though, where his thing would be. Why don't you just pick the blob from X from Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? Because his fucking belly would just stop his dick from getting anywhere near you. You wouldn't have to worry. Freedom Force. Freedom Force. Yeah, sure. Well, that's my answer. Okay, Derek. What male superhero would you want to have sex with? Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't know. I'd, I got to do some research. <laughs> I mean, look at my list that I had. You're going to have to tell the world exactly who's on the list. I got to find it first. It's probably under lock and key on my phone. Captain Britain? Nah, definitely not. Maybe Captain Britain's sister. I thought I was pretty uh, definitive in my answer. And you specific, were. too. Yeah, you sure were. I always loved that version of Supergirl. All right, well, I get, I, I'll go while D-Rock thinks about it. <laughs> yeah, you say Black Widow, are you? It's got to be a superhero. It can't be like a character from no a superhero. A, a character from what? I was going to say, can it be a character from the Flash? No, after if they're not a superhero, it can't. No, because you know I'm going to pick Iris, right? No, that doesn't count. <sighs> Damn it. Okay, uh, superhero that I. Would I was thinking all bag. comics and cartoons. I wasn't even thinking live action ones. Oh, I think that would count. Live action would count. Eh, I just thought that was too obvious. Hmm. All right, I got it. Go ahead. Rogue from 1990s X-Men. How would yes. you do that? She wouldn't be able to touch you. Well, Carly would love that then. <laughs> she has her gloves on, bro. Who? Wait, who would love that? Carly would would like it if she wouldn't be able to touch me. Who? Carly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so Rogue, Rogue from Jim Lee, 1990s X-Men. All right. Cool. You wouldn't be, she, you'd have to figure something out because if she touched you, you'd be dead. So, well, you just I just said she had I'd, the gloves on. I mean, you would. Yeah, I'd have to. Use, I'd have to use a condom. You would die happy, I guess, but you would be dead. <sighs> Let's see. I guess it's up to me now. I would like to have sex with Peter Porker. <laughs> <laughs> That's not kosher money. I'm Mike's bacon. I do. Bacon makes everything better. He likes making bacon. <laughs> I can't think of her name, Derek. Who's the fucking chick? Oh, Spiral. Tigra? Spiral from the X-Men comics. Really? Yeah, dude, she's got a bunch of hands, a bunch of arms. <laughs> That's your top pick? Well, I mean, I'm thinking of what that could do for me. She's got a lot of... Yeah, she's got a bunch of fucking swords in her hand. Yeah, but if she could put those swords down, she could do some crazy shit with them arms. Well, she, you want her to put one up your butt? I don't know. She could get frisky and funky. She could get crazy. She could do things that we couldn't even talk about on the internet. <laughs> or this podcast. All right, I'll give you a real answer. I would go with Mystique, because she could turn into anybody I want, and I could fuck a million different girls. So she could turn into Gay Iceman? <laughs> she, she could. Not that I would ever ask her to, but that would be within her skill set, yes. So Mystique from... X-Men. 
Fair enough. Yes, sir. And not only that, but she's played by Jennifer Lawrence in the movies, and who the fuck doesn't want to have sex with Jennifer Lawrence? All right. You got any other questions? One more from Danny Abbott. Oh, you're not going to do Nate or Russ's? That's messed up. No. You want me to do Nate's? I don't know. Or Danny's? Well, whose is better? Well, Um, for this week's episode, I think Danny's is better. All right. Fair enough. We'll go with your. I'll go with your judgment call here, so that Nate and I and I. Well, I have my answer written down. So that Nate can be upset with you and not me. You're choosing Danny over Nate. Go ahead. Okay. What is one superhero storyline that we would delete from history? Delete. Delete. Derek. It's a million different ones you think of. Well, I got mine picked out. All right. Go ahead. Secret Wars two. Really? Yeah, that sucked. It had its moments. Yeah, I had to be on during like a Michael Jackson jacket, <laughs> and I had to I had to buy like forty comics that I didn't collect just to try to keep up with the stupid story, like New Mutants, Easy. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Easy, New Mutants was a great book. Okay, uh, well, nobody bought Doctor Strange back then, and like all these weird other X Men comics that I didn't collect. So that that's mine. Secret Wars, Deuce. Right. How about you, D Rock? Cat Wolf. <laughs> You didn't like the Cap Wolf storyline? No. So many great jokes came out of that, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I would... I, I, I know this sounds like a cop-out, but I'm going to say the current Dan Slott <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man run. No, that's that's fair. I mean, just this... I don't even know what you would call the storyline. It's not an overall storyline. It's just the, the the direction of the book in general. I, I wish I could just delete his take on peter parker right now i just don't like it may you know what let's say brand new day because pretty much everything post brand new day has been kind of a letdown for me Mm-hmm. like spider-man has not Ex- except superior spider right superior was like the one shining gem shining moment in years mm-hmm. of bad storytelling since brand new day so let's i've been wanting to read a good spider-man story since i can remember like when and Superior's been the only one that's been, you know, pretty good. Yeah, you know, and the Spider Verse story was pretty good. Oh yeah, Spider Verse that was yeah. awesome. Spider Verse was that was a lot of fun. I I love that series. That was my fa- that's my favorite. That and Superior, hands down, my favorite Spider Man books in the last fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Probably in the two thousands in general. Right. All right. Well, yeah, I just don't understand how Spider Man can be so awesome for forty fucking years, and then since two thousand, it's just been horseshit. Mm. Yeah, it hasn't been great in a long time. Like, it, all the different versions and variations of the Spidey books over the years, whether it be Todd McFarlane's uh, work or Eric Larson's take on it, or even the, the cheesy 90s ones that those two guys didn't cover, like like that Round Robin series in Amazing Spider-Man, or any of those cheesy miniseries that were in the non-Amazing Spider-Man series, like you were talking about Webb of and Peter Parker. Like, all those are really good. I just don't... Don't what understand. about Ultimate? Ultimate was awesome. Yeah, that that came that came in the early two thousand. So yeah, that was really good. But mm-hmm. that's that's a different version of Spider Man. I wouldn't consider that mainstream Spider Man. That was just a retelling of Spider Man again. But that was awesome. But different different take. Mm-hmm. Just like why can't Avengers be like really good? The Jonathan Hickman stuff was really good. But since you know the last ten years been pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll say brand new day. We'll go with that. Or maybe one more day. The whole death of Aunt May thing and then resulting. I didn't in, even read that. 
him result resulting in him making that deal with Mephisto and ah, it's just bad, 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 and it hasn't really been good since. So, what what about Gwen Stacy and the Green Goblet's kids? That'd be a good one to uh, retcon. Man, <laughs> I didn't even think that's a of good it. one. Oh. I might change. I might change to that. I'm not even a. I'm not even as big of a Spider-Man fan as I am Avengers or Captain America. Oh God, that was bad. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, John Michael Straczynski? J- JMS. JMS. That uh, asshole. Mm-hmm. What a fuckhead. You know what? For all that Dan Abbott has done that I have not cared for, fucking JMS is the worst. Dan Slott, not Dan Abbott. I'm sorry. Dan <laughs> Abbott never wrote a Spider-Man <laughs> book in his life. He's too busy playing his fidget cube. <laughs> oh, that was a Freudian slip, wasn't it? Uh, Danny, Danny Slott. Dan Slott. For all the bad, Slot's cool shit too. He is cool. I like him He's personally. Awesome. I do. I follow him on Twitter. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's a good guy, but I do not care for this current story. So, but you no. got to remember too. It's not in the world of comics. It's not just the fucking writers. It's no, the, no. the stupid editors and yeah. the the head chiefs. Right. You know, a lot of people Jose have Quesada at fucking Marvel Comics who are, you know, directing these guys. This is what we want the character to be. And a lot of times they don't have that choice. That's why you, you have these awesome writers that made really good stories like R- Rick Reminder and Dan Slott. And then all of a sudden, all their newer work is just horseshit because Marvel has all the upper echelon Marvel guys have their hands on them. They can't get rid of them. No, you're right. Ugh, pisses me off. Yes. So, But you're right. JMS is a fucking dick. Fuck that guy. He did mm. awful things with the Spider-Man character. Awful. Creator of Babylon 5, Tom. I don't give a fuck. Fuck him. Fuck you, JMS. He wrote some good stuff. Ah, not, oh, God. It's awful. I changed my answer to that. That's awful. <laughs> I might change my answer to that. Yeah, yeah I just did. Because I, you know what? It was so bad I put it out of my mind. I didn't even think of it until you <laughs> mentioned it. That was, goddamn, that was worse than Brand New Day. That was so well, much worse. I would say that and Spider-Man Crafter 1 was fucking awful, too. Stop reminding me of bad Spider-Man stories. <laughs> I'm really going. glad I haven't read a comic since oh. 1992. He's making me want to return all my back issues that I bought on Sunday. No, 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 no. You, you bought good books on Sunday. I did. I bought classic stuff. Spider-Man stories. Yes, that's that's good Old stuff. school back issues. Mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. Peter yeah, Parker. Sounds like I got out at right the right time. Yeah, you did. You did. Well, for Spider-Man anyway. We're all gluttons for punishment. Well, speaking of Spider-Man, we we that was our last question, right, Money? Yes. All right, so let's wrap things up, and I uh, will tell Not Nation that they better all go see the new Sony release MCU-connected Spider-Man Homecoming movie, which is dropping this weekend, because we are all going to see it, and we will be reviewing it, a full review, not a quick and dirty one, a full review on next week's episode Episode twenty nine. I, I already saw it. Yes, we money and I already saw it last night, and we will uh, wait for the review episode to reveal what we thought. But yeah, go see that movie because uh, we're going to be spoiling the hell out of it. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can't wait to talk about that one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, any quick recommendations this week, Jay? Money? Anything you want to mention? Not nation out there. Yeah, I give the highest recommendation I can ever give to the. Uh, New Netflix show, Glow. Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. This is a show about the 
all women's federation from 19 the early 80s or actually it takes place in 1985 and it's all about them creating their characters learning the moves all kinds of things like that and oh, so I, it's I a bunch of behind the scenes stuff oh yeah the whole thing is behind the scenes oh yeah. i didn't realize that okay yeah yeah it's what happens is there's a like a b movie director who he just you know hulk hogan rock and wrestling just started and you know it's like the hottest thing in the world so he's like this doesn't look like it's too difficult so why don't i make a wrestling show so he <laughs> he has like an open audition is for this like is this these... based on a true story it, no it's not oh. it's it's based on the actual federation from the 80s that was a real thing glow okay um but the story itself is all just is all, oh, just all right so this guy doesn't really exist and they're not no okay, no no okay. it's all fictional so he like i said he just gets a group of women together and they all just form this wrestling federation and it's mostly about them like i said learning the moves building their characters and just learning what to do it takes to start up a wrestling federation that's cool how many episodes is it there's only 10 episodes and they're only a half hour each so you can watch the whole thing in five hours oh wow yeah sucks whoa no it doesn't watch five episodes of it and it's fucking snooze fest Right. Nothing well, happens. Like I, I could have wrote that when I was taking a shit. Are you saying JMS could have did a better job? Uh, no, J- yeah, definitely JMS. It would have been a little bit more intriguing. Fuck well, JMS. It's ninety eight percent fresh and rotten tomatoes. So all the critics in the world disagree with you. Well, all the critics didn't like Army of Darkness, but it's, that was one of the best movies ever. Truth. <laughs> I know. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? No, but it's awesome, Tom. The music is awesome. It's yeah, all because awesome. you've, ne- you've never heard '80s music before. <laughs> Not to this. <laughs> so, fucking Derek, because you piss. haven't heard '80s music enough. Taking a piss, taking a piss on Jay Money. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> His glow love. What? Uh, show's stupid. It's one of the best I shows. Could, I could ramble off 2,500 other cooler shows in this pile of turds. All right. Don't it's one of the best things I've ever seen, Tom. I love it. Don't shit all over his recommendation. <laughs> I mean, as you see, is... Jay Money mostly watches movies, it's, not TV shows. It's his recommendation. Yeah. I mean, as a wrestling fan, I don't know how you can. You can't call yourself a wrestling fan without loving this. Okay. It has all these cool cameos from real wrestlers. Uh, you cool. just learn like the inside outs of the business because you see all the backstage stuff. It's got a bunch. I've of... seen all that before. I watched Total Divas. It's, uh, got this a bunch is more real than Total Divas. Got a bunch of hot chicks in it too, right? No, uh, Total Divas some of them is are way hotter chicks. Yeah, some of them are all right. They're I don't gross. know, Bree. If, if you like chicks with big eighties hair. Oh, that chick. That's from... what I was gonna say. That chick Eric from. Would think they were hot if they weren't from the eighties. That chick from Correct. Communities in it, Allison Brie. Yeah. Oh, she's like the main character. She's fucking hot. Not in that show, she's not. Really? I she's dressed she, up in 80s gear. So. I, know, I bet she's still bringing those boobs with her. You get to see them, too. Yeah, you get to see them once, but Shut more the than fuck once. Up. You get to see her naked breasts. Literally in the first five yeah. minutes of the first episode. All right, when I get off this, I'm going to take Jay Money's recommendation, and I'm going to go upstairs and watch Glow on Netflix. So, And the ending it was... That in itself album. sells that show. You, that's all yeah. you had to say, Money. Just you see your boobs twice in the first episode. Two scenes. Just make sure you take your contacts out before you go watch it because you're probably going to fall asleep. Are her boobs as spectacular as I imagine? Yes. Oh, fuck. When she was on that show community, she would wear these schoolgirl outfits. These, uh, fucking A, dude. 
Never watched it. And I would just imagine what those beautiful globes looked like unleashed from that blouse. Oh. That show reminds me of a show that Mark Reagan's will watch. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi. Well, yeah, because Mark Reagan's is a big fan of community. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Who cares? That girl was fucking hot. Oh, my God. I'm going to. a lot of hot girls and shows. I am literally going hey, uh, to go. Hey, uh, Knives Chow from uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is in it. Oh, she's yeah, hot, oh, yeah, too. That girl's in the Asian chick. She's yeah. hot, too. So, that's what I recommend. That's another Edgar Wright film. Scott Pilgrim saves the world. That's why I said it. Yep. Awesome. Well, you you had me at Allison. Breeze boobs, if I can be right. honest. You had me there. I don't know if you'll like it, Tom, because you're not as big as a wrestling fan, but I like, as a wrestling fan, I, I like, like the boobs. Right. I'm a fan of boobs. Just, go, just Google the image, then. <laughs> Save yourself a headache. I think Tom will appreciate the music, too. Oh, yeah. I love 80s music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In the way they... Derek... They used a song from the Transformers movie, Dare, in this show. Oh, I'm in. I didn't get that episode yet. Need I say more? That's amazing. And Pat Benatar. Oh, I fucking love Pat Benatar. Oh, God. I've heard of those songs enough. Dude, when when other people had crushes on Madonna back in the 80s, I was all about Pat Benatar. Tom, the main theme is uh, The Warrior by Scandal. Oh, come on. Oh, you've sold me. You had me already. You don't need to t- convince me anymore. I'm I'm all about this. I'm going to watch it's just like it. watching Weekend at Bernie's, the TV show, without <laughs> a dead, dead guy. People. And more boobs. Well, the guy, the the director looks like Bernie. So. Tom, there's a song by uh, Generation X in this. All right. I'm already watching the show, Jay Money. You don't have to convince <laughs> me anymore. So Guarantee Derek doesn't know who that is. Yeah. D-Rock. Who? Generation X. We're going. Yeah, I know what they, I know they are. Uh, that was a shitty comic book from Marvel Comics. <laughs> no, the band. Oh, I've heard of them, but I don't know any other songs. We, uh, since I heard the song. We're going on two hours here. So okay, sorry, Derek. What is your recommendation for Not Nation? Obviously, Not watch don't Glow. watch Glow. Right? Do you have anything you want to recommend, comic book wise, or anything? Nope. All right. Well, I have already recommended my recommendation. Go see Spider-Man: Homecoming, and that's it. That's all I got. So. Thank you, boys. Can I, can I go see it? Yes, you you have to go see it. We're gonna... Well, you guys already said you went to see it without me, so. Well, that's because you work and you can't go out on a Thursday night. It's a school night for you. Well, how do you know I couldn't go see it with you? All right, well, I'm sorry. I'll go back in time and invite you, and you can maybe go see it with us then on Thursday night. How about maybe that? Maybe Gracie wants to go see it with me, too. Why don't you go with Joey and his daughter to go see it then, if you're going to bring your daughter? And his daughter's friend. Nah, that's okay. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of Not Another Nerdy Podcast. On behalf of my magical and metal co-hosts, Mr. 110% D-Rock, Derek Mitris. Don't watch Glow. Man, you, you really didn't like it. Shit. I didn't even finish watching it. Ah, that's awful. And the man who brings the money, Mr. J Money... Get money, get paid. And watch Glow. Yep. I'm going to do it now. My name is Tom Van Zant. I am your host. And we will talk to you next week for the big Spider-Man Homecoming movie review. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Later. Later.